episode of the Shady Booth Podcast. On today's episode, I will be recapping episodes 11 and 12 of Drag Race All-Star 6. Episode 11 is the one we will be starting with, and it was titled The Charisma, Uniqueness, Nerve, and Talent Monologues. So strap in and let's get right into this recap. This week on the sixth season of RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars, the four remaining queens, Kylie Sonic Love, Raj O'Hara, Ginger Minge, and Trinity K. Bonet, were greeted by the fifth finalists that would rejoin the competition for a chance to snatch the crown. Last week's episode ended in a cliffhanger. Did Silky Nutmeg Ganache continue her winning streak that was sickening the house down boots? Or did Eureka deliver Silky's fatal blow to boomerang back into the competition? Well, ladies and gents, and everyone in between, Eureka beat our girl Silky Nutmeg Ganache. Yeah, Silky pulled out all of the stops for her. I mean, she will go down in history as the lip sync queen, okay? She battled for her fucking life. Week after week after week, and for us, it was just one episode, and holy good lord shit, it was so fucking good. So again, Eureka got the Shantae, meaning Silky was gone from the competition for good. It wasn't until the next day that the final four learned the identity of the redeemed queen. Rue joined the girls herself in the workroom to reintroduce Eureka to them and to make it clear that she's fully back in the competition with the chance to win the crown. To welcome her back, Rue threw a mini-challenge their way, a pride photo op using customized Levi's outfits that showed their pride. After some very quick snapshots in front of the green screen, Kylie Sonikalove was named the winner of the mini-challenge. For this week's maxi-challenge, Rue announces that the queens were tasked with telling stories of their life as a drag queen in the stage production spoof of the Charisma, Uniqueness, Nerve, and Talent monologues. Rue explained that the judging would be based on their ability to tell a story and to touch the audience with feelings. You know, those things that sometimes are in, like, your chest or stomach. Uh, yeah, feelings. <laughs> As they prepared for the challenge, the girls finally got to chat about Eureka's return. She explained that she was nervous about their reactions to her return, but found them to be welcoming overall. That being said, she knows that she has to win this challenge in order to win, in order to continue, I'm sorry, uh, because she knows that given the opportunity to vote her out, the other girls would definitely take that up because they would probably feel deep down some type of way because they were like the original OG uh, top four. And so Eureka is saying like, I have got to win this maxi challenge. Uh, Trinity also kind of says something like she has to win also because she feels like she would be eliminated if she didn't because she thinks that she is the biggest threat. Um, okay, so that's a, yeah, that's a good thought. Um, so moving on with this episode, to help prepare them for the stage, each of the queens met with Al Alec Mappa and Jermaine Fowler to run through their ideas and rehearse. 
When Raja came to stage glued to her notes, Jermaine had to explain that being in the zone is the most important aspect of connecting with the audience. So she was just like so into her notes. She wasn't reading the room. She was just like focused on her notes and like lost, you know, like you have to exert energy. You have to be connected. And it would be like me just strictly reading my notes here and not doing any other kind of side commentary whatsoever. Um, it's just you have to connect with people. And uh, Raja was really failing to do so. Um, he told her she's naturally funny and to roll with her strengths. Uh, Kylie's story was about her first time in drag. And Alex's only notes to her were to kind of rearrange some of the concepts in order to up the ante on the emotional journey. Uh, she, her, he, he felt like it was very kind of safe, and he wanted her, like I said, to up the ante. Like he wanted her to kind of go for it and kind of connect that emotional, like really push on that emotional part for people. Uh, for her monologue, Trinity was angling to be a little more comedic as a chance to redeem herself from a previous challenge. Jermaine thought that she rushed through the story and advised her to slow down a bit so that nothing would be missed. Alec then told Ginger that her delivery sounded too much like written word and it'd be important for her to speak like she would to her friends to avoid sounding very pageanty. This isn't a pageant, girl. Okay, this is a monologue. <laughs> Eureka subject matter poop <laughs> pushed the boundaries more than the other queens were but Alec and Jermaine were okay with that as long as she found a way to make it more of a metaphor for a larger concept and again it was important that although she wanted to be campy and funny they wanted her to bring it back around right like let's bring her back around let's connect the dots let's make it make sense to the challenge and so that was her feedback Back in the workroom, Trinity pulled Kylie aside to express her concern that she has more pressure on herself than the other girls because she feels like some of the other girls are solidified as finalists. Kylie says she doesn't agree with her, but it was clear that Trinity was getting in her own head and convincing herself that she's not good enough to make it to the end. Kylie, stressing the need to not get caught up in what could happen, instead remain in the present and focused on doing her best. Kylie was just like, girl, like, what's going to happen is going to happen. We can't prevent what may, might, could possibly happen. Like, we need to live in the moment and, like, we're here. Like, let's, let's be happy we're here and let's live in this moment. And I think that's easier said than done. I think it's a lot of the times all of us in real life situations... We forget to live in the moment. I think that we take things for granted. And I know I do a lot of the times. And then looking back, you're like in hindsight, you're like, hmm, like I should have lived probably that like in the moment, like soaked it in. So it's good that, you know, um, Kylie has like the foresight for that, probably because she was such on like a season two, I believe. So it's been so long since she's been on, um, you know, all of our radars. And so I think she really like is wanting to soak up every minute of this. And she's just kind of, uh, conveying that to Trinity and trying to help her sister out. So we are moving on to the main stage. Rue was joined by series judges Michelle Visage and Carson Cressley, as well as special guest judge Justin Simon. Trinity opened the production with her story Bamboozled about being catfish online. It turns out the catfish in the story really just wanted an opportunity to thank Trinity for saving his life when he saw her come out as HIV positive on the show. The heart end of the story served as a nice balance to the comedy of the beginning, 
but it did seem like Trinity was still rushing through it as she had in rehearsal rather than letting her words breathe. Um, I actually liked this. I, I enjoyed her performance much more, um, like on the main stage than in rehearsals. I, I, I don't know. They're, you know, they're saying that it seemed rushed or kind of whatever, but I'm like, like, was that editing? I don't know. Cause I, I got it and I actually enjoyed it. And I mean, they can't, they didn't each have 30 minutes to tell their monologue. Like the show's an hour long people. So, you know, so like, and that's everything. So I don't know. I, but I, I got her message and I thought it was very well balanced. So, and I, um, I do like Trinity. She has slayed some competitions, you know, that Beyonce performance was like no other, but she is not my favorite. <laughs> and so, uh, I can be kind of harsh on her just because she isn't my favorite or my pick to win the season. However, um, kudos to her because I did get the moral of her story. Uh, moving on, Kylie was up next with her monologue titled First Time. The story of her first time in drag and the revelation that it provided her the opportunity to express her femininity. Ginger followed up with Miss with My Ruby Slippers about the horror of her father catching her in her mom's heels and the unexpected conversation with her mom later where she bestowed upon her a first pair of ruby slippers of her own. Uh, so funny thing about this is that Bob the Drag Queen and uh, oh I don't know the other queen's name. Everyone's gonna kill me. Do not come for me. Um, they anyways Bob the Drag Queen is on a YouTube channel and they like reviews episodes as well. And they were like I don't believe that any of Ginger's story was true. Like they thought it was all like fabricated and I, I don't know it to me. I like when they bought the dragon pointed that out on their YouTube channel. I was like, maybe, but I don't know. That'd be like weird if Ginger lied about that. I don't know. Maybe she just wasn't like, I don't know. Eh, eh, I don't know about Ginger. <laughs> so let's move on to Raja. Her story, Bunny Tell, started with a few hiccups of forgotten words, but she quickly rebounded into a smooth telling of time of her tuck fell out when her tuck fell out on stage early on in her career. Eureka closed the show with her most embarrassing moment in drag, a benefit for Boom Boom, a tell of her pooping her pants on stage after an ill-timed dinner of cheesy jalapeno corn dogs and an unexpected encore performance on stage. Both queens use uh, use humor to underscore their ability to overcome embarrassing moments on stage, packing an emotional punch while still bringing in the laughter. I, I out of all of their stories, surprisingly, I did like um, Trinity's probably best, and then maybe Kylie's because Kylie was able to express her femininity for the first time, and um, that kind of opened her eyes as to who she really was and started her journey um, in life, but I think those were probably my favorite out of all of them, to be honest with you guys, so let me know your favorite. Um, after the monologues, the queens walked into Oops, I Did It Again fashion fell runway. Trinity opened in a gorgeous gown held together by large safety pins in the back. Raja followed in a gown styled to look like it was falling off her body. That was that was pretty good. I okay. I I really rag on Raja. I'm not a fan that much. Um, she's very talented. She's that sickening like sewing thing that she did at the beginning of the season. 
having gooped, gagged, all the above. But um, I'm not a very big fan of hers, uh, but her outfit was nice. Uh, Kylie went with a messy, <laughs> like, look. She was eating a corn dog, um, kind of like a corn dog, sorry, employee type of thing. It was weird for me, to be honest. I love Kylie, but mm, wasn't here for it. Uh, Ginger brought a homely prom dress and curling iron to the stage as a girl who had to make her own dress. And then Eureka closed out as a windblown and messy Cinderella. That was my favorite fucking look, hands down. Okay, besides, okay, so Raja was like sickening, but besides her, uh, Eureka, the, her, her hair, bitch, looked like she was, a hurricane hit it, like a hurricane that hit Eureka's hair, and it stayed that way. <laughs> the judges started their critiques with Trinity. They told her that her comfort level and rushing through the words didn't give the audience any space to enjoy and absorb what she was saying. They did, however, think she looked gorgeous on the runway. Raja got clocked for her stumbling at the beginning and told she wasn't as conversational as she should have been, but they loved the way her performance on the runway enhanced her beautiful look. I agree, kind of. <laughs> Carson told Kylie she's a natural-born storyteller, but did not like that she was sitting down for most of her performance. Justin liked the sitting down, though, because he said it made the story more powerful and impactful. The judges liked that Ginger brought her signature southern concept to both the story and the runway look, but that she's still a little bit too polished, uh, especially for this category. Justin told Eureka that he had high expectations for her and that she delivered with vulnerability and a clear story and message. Of all the queens, the judges thought Eureka was the most conversational, and that's why it was such a success for her, in their opinion and mine. Based on the critiques, it was clear that Eureka was Rue's choice as the winner. That, dele that delivered Eureka's first challenge win of the season and secured her spot in the finale, which made her one of the new top four girls. And everyone was shook at okay like I, I, nobody ever wins nobody ever like gets kicked off the show has a chance to come back and then actually stays on the show they always go home that like that next episode that they're back like if you have been watching drag race for years you know that you know this i am not speaking anything new to you but uh eureka won and she is that bitch and she is now in the top four with only one winner, again, that left the remaining four as vulnerable for the vote to be eliminated. Backstage, the queens were left with the difficult position of discussing their points of view about who should go home. Raja let Eureka know that she did drop the ball in her performance, but hoped that she's the kind of competition that Eureka wants to go against in the top four. She suggested Trinity's name as one to be eliminated for, for failing um and kind of being in the bottom more than any of the other queens that were left in the top five uh you could see it in trinity's face that she knew the riding was on the wall girl she knew that the other girls wanted to send would send her home wanted to and um the dismay over eureka's return meant to trinity that she was so close to make the finale and she didn't think it was fair that her dream dream was thwarted by the redemption moment girl life ain't fair you shouldn't you of all like everybody knows that life is not fair girl eureka told trinity that she seems defeated and urged her 
to fight to stay. In her conversations with Kylie and Ginger, Eureka learned that they also would vote for Trinity to leave based on track record alone. In order to determine who would make the elimination decision, Eureka faced off with the Lip Sync Assassin. This week, it was Jada Essence Hall, and they danced to Good Golly Miss Molly by Little Richard. Jada's approach of gyrating all over the stage the music was strong especially with all of her facial expressions but eureka's clown gown torn away into a cat suit and her splits and dips across the stage gave her only one decision to make a tie as before a tie meant that the decisions of both lip six could potentially send two queens home i was shook at this moment y'all i was like oh we're about to not even have a top four we're about to have a top three. Oh my lord jesus who is going home well first jada reveals that the group voted trinity home to go home then eureka everyone pause uh this shows her lipstick and shows that she decided Trinity should go home as well. As such, only Trinity was eliminated, leaving us with a final four that was not originally intended. So, now is the time for you to go refill your little drink, whatever it may be, coffee, tea, alcoholic beverage, if you're over the age of 21, um, water, whatever. Um, Take that little break, and we will be right back to recap episode 12, the finale of RuPaul's Drag Race All-Star 6. Talk to you in just a second. DJ, start the music. Category is... Category is... Alrighty, y'all. I hope that you are hydrated and runway. ready to runway. go run, on run, this run, part of the podcast. Runway. I will be recapping runway. episode 12 of run, RuPaul's Drag Race run, All-Star runway. 6. We will find out who joins the royalty in the Drag Race Hall of Fame in the episode titled, This is Our Country. So, as we just left off, the top four for the All-Star 6 is Ginger Minge, Kylie Sonic Love, Raja O'Hara, and Eureka. Only one of them will be crowned champion, joining previous All-Star champs Chad Michaels, Alaska, Trixie Mattel, Monet Exchange, Trinity the Tuck, and Shea Coulee. So, let's get into this episode, y'all. After sending Trinity K. Bonet home last week, the remaining queens congratulated each other on being part of the final, final four and reflected on what the season has meant to them. For each to be able to come back for redemption of their faults that sent them home in previous seasons means the world and to make it into the grand finale was a sign of their growth and value as performers. The very next morning, RuPaul wasted no time in presenting the final challenge to the queens. To determine the winner, Rue asked that they each write and perform their own verse to her new country bop, This Is Our Country. To make the season's final challenge special, Rue asked friend and country legend Tanya Tucker to not only stop by to give the girls some advice, 
but to also collaborate on the song. Tanya explained that music is music, and the evolution of country music to involve other genres is to be embraced. Yes, ma'am, we cannot forget that Beyonce and Dixie Chicks uh, little stunt that they did. I loved it. If you haven't, you know, don't know what I'm talking about, go look it up. Oh, it's amazing. Anyways, back to All Stars. Um, so she says, Tanya Tucker says that it should be embraced. The, you know, country music should be evolving. And so while that is easily relatable to their lives as experimental drag queens, her advice that losing is always easier than winning because of the pressure that winning brings also spoke to the finalists. The first step in the process was for the girls to conceptualize and write the lyrics of their verse. Ginger, who's already a songwriter, needed to narrow down her many ideas to just a few bars of the song, while Raja was very clear about what direction she wanted to go. Raja felt compelled to speak to every American, but specifically to the black community who doesn't always feel included in the ideas of freedom and justice. Eureka wanted to get creative with her verse, attempting to weave the images of great European queens in history into a new American tradition. Kylie's struggle was to reclaim her southern voice that in her past she had been ashamed of. Once their verses were fish, uh, flushed out, it was time to meet with Jamal Sims on the main stage for a little choreographed session. We love these sessions. Uh, as the final four, all of them were fairly comfortable picking up the steps, but Eureka stumbled a bit in getting out of her head and just feeling the moves and going with it and feeling the vibe, girl. Jamal was inspired by Kylie's natural Southern energy and pushed her to incorporate that by including a bandana as a prop. It was so funny because, like, Ginger Minj, he wanted her to be sexy, and Ginger is very camp. And, like, Ginger gets, like, on her hands and knees, and he's, like, telling her, like, pop it, pop it. And I, I thought it was the funniest thing. I was like, oh, Ginger, not that arch girl. Like, mm, honey, there was no arch. <laughs> you could not do it. I thought it was so funny. And uh, to have, it was good to challenge Ginger, especially in top four. After the choreographed se uh, session, Rue and Michelle had their annual tic-tac chat with each of the finalists to check in on what the season has meant to each of them. Eureka spoke uh, to what drag has meant as a representative to bigger people and finally owning who she is on stage while also evolving on a personal level. Rue acknowledged with Ginger that she's already a total package and one of the biggest stars from the entire series. But Ginger explained that this season was her unfinished business to show that she's happy and proud of the work that she's actually completed as a drag queen. Michelle and Rue were surprised by the versatility and depth that Kylie showed over the course of the season, agreeing with her that she's finally stepped into her own truth and that her drag has improved because of it. Raja described honing in on a more specific idea of who she is as a drag queen, a fashionable and completely realized purple marvel. That made me want to gag. I can stand it. Ugh. The only thing funny about this was like, well, we'll get into it. it yeah. Ooh, there was Raja and her fucking purple. <laughs> Joining Rue and Michelle on the main stage for the final performance and runway was Carson Chrisley and Ross Matthews. As Rue says, it's just family tonight. 
Up first, we retreated to the video of their stage performances to This Is Our Country. Eureka and Ginger were on stage together for their two verses. Eureka's conceptual take on being a queen in America looked a little out of place among the pickup trucks and cowboy dancers, uh, while Ginger looked the part much better despite the pretty generic uh, inspirational lyrics. Uh, it was just very plain Jane and safe. When Kylie and Raja hit the stage after, the look and vibe was so much more in sync and appropriate. Kylie leaned into her uh, southern twang with the red, white, and blue party girl look that perfectly matched her own style as a drag queen. And then Raja ate with a picnic printed bodysuit and energy that just came like radiating out of her choreograph. Uh, choreography. Choreograph. I'm so sorry. I cannot spoke, y'all. I am just so hyped because I was so excited for this episode like it I, I like it literally like so excited for this finale um next up each of the girls were going to walk the runway for a final time in their best eleganza Eureka arrived in a showgirl's purple sequined and stone look with a huge feathered hair headdress ginger kept it simple in her classic mid-century housewife dress but jazzed it up to be a little bit more modern. Kylie returned in another American flag look as a way of reclaiming what it meant to be American as a trans woman. This look was like, I was like, girl, this is All-Star 6 finale. This is supposed to be your best eleganza. This is, mmm. Ooh, girl. Yikes. Uh, <laughs> From that look, we move on to Raja, who closed the runway in a gorgeous hip-hugging purple gown that showed leg for days. I'm so sick of purple. Thank God it's a finale. I don't have to see Raja anymore. All right, that's enough of me bitching about Raja. Let's get into the final judges' critiques. Everyone received praise for both their performance to the song and on the runway. The judges liked that Eureka's took the runway in a look they wouldn't normally associate with her, to which Eureka later explained something she strives to achieve as a bigger queen who is not traditionally expected to slay on the runway. The judges reminded us how high their expectations were for Ginger this season, but stressed that she still managed to exceed those through what Ross called her natural ease as a performer. Once again, the judges congratulated Kylie on her transformation from entering the competition as just a sexy queen and finding deeper parts of herself through the challenges to create a more complete character. With Raja, it was clear that the judges respected the amount of work she's put into her drag since her original season, shedding the tough exterior and fine-tuning her drag with increased confidence. Back on stage, Rue asked each of the queens to perform one final lip sync for the crown. The girls were to sing to Lady Gaga's stupid love. Eureka and Ginger both hit the stage in tight body fit looks that allowed them to move around the stage with excitement and their usual comedic elements. Meanwhile, Kylie and Raja entered with more uh, voluminous garments that provided them reveals and opportunities for more drama. You know we love a good drama on the show, girl. Kylie got so caught up in her own drama that she nearly face-planted tripping on her cover-up, but that bitch did a whole 
backflip somersault, playing it off like a pro Beyonce style. She, she, the, the, the literal show shall continue because this bitch, the, like the show shall continue. The show must go on. All the above. Kylie, that bitch, she tumbled and fumbled and I fucking loved it. Um, I ate it all up. I didn't give a shit. Uh, that will forever be the defining moment of a lip sync for your battle. Um, so, based on the lip syncs, their critiques, and the season overall, Rue announced that one queen shall be entered into the Drag Race Hall of Fame. With great, <laughs> great stress on my shoulders, guys. I was sitting at the edge of my seat. I was, like, looking at the timer on my Paramount Plus app. I was like, okay, it's about to be over. This is really going to happen. He's not going to pull a stunt on me. Like, there's no tie, I hope. And I held my breath. And we found out that the queen entering the Drag Race Hall of Fame is Kylie Sonique Love. Kylie's win makes her the champ with the most time between her seasons. For those of you counting, that has been 11 years. She is also the first trans performer, trans performer to be crowned in the entire series history. Kylie Sonique Love was definitely not my pick going into the season. However, as the season uh, season progressed, I fell in love with her. I was rooting for her. I wanted her to win. I also, in the beginning, kind of like wanted Eureka and Silky to win. They're just my favorite, like, drag queens. And like I said, I've met Eureka in person, and she's such a sweet person. And she speaks to you. She looks at you in your eyes when she talks to you. She's, so like, such a nice person. But if I had to choose, I am glad that Kylie won. I know a lot of people were like Team Raja, but I'm like Team No, no more purple. Like I'm sick of purple. Thank God, I do not have to see it on my screen for another week. Thank the Lord Jesus. So, with that being said, that is it for this recap, guys. Like that is it for All Star Six. Like literally twelve episodes. I remember a while back, just a couple episodes, uh, like episodes ago, thinking like, are we going to be in All-Star 6 to the end of the year. Like, what's happening here? But uh, Drag Race UK Season 3 was just announced. And um, I did like Season 1 and 2. So I will be thinking about recapping those. Uh, let me know on social media what you think I should do. Should I go back and rewatch like, Australia? Because I haven't done that yet. I've only watched like, the first couple. Let me know what your thoughts are. And again, congratulations to our queen, Kylie Sonique Love. Stay shady. Bye. Category is Bear Claw Realness. Category is High Couture Broadway She. Category is Butch Queen Nutcracker. Who's gonna crack that nut? Category is Butch, Butch, Butch Queen First Time in Drag. Category is Butch Queen Up in Drag. Category is Linebacker. <laughs>